Welcome to the Get Well, Get Money podcast. My name is Robert Briggs Glover, the ex-fat boy turned fitness entrepreneur. This podcast is about life transformation, body, mind, finances. And I'm going to be using the lessons that I've learned and the lessons that my guests have learned in order to get you guys on the right path towards wellness and wealth. What up, squad? Welcome back to the podcast. I have a very special guest today. And I, I wish we had some headphones on. We didn't. We don't have headphones, so I couldn't play my smooth ass intro music. Don't nobody want to hear that anyway. The first time she heard it, she <laughs> has something. She has something to say about my my music, man. I, I, and she has something to say about my voice too in the intro. It sounds like your bedroom voice. Like I was I like, mean, what is going on? Are we? I mean, you, it's a quiet storm about to play. Hold on. She just she just <laughs> let me hear her radio, her little radio uh, sound bite. She definitely had a radio voice. First of all, that was unedited. But you don't have a radio voice as much as you have like a, hey, it's the Get Well, Get Money podcast. (laughs) (laughs) The sound of that voice is my VP of business operations, Amanda Carter, who is on the squad forever. I don't know if she realizes this, but she's stuck with us. Forever, forever, She is definitely stuck with us. Um, I do. She has been brought upon the team to help us move the needle. And, you know, we've been getting that done. And we're going to take this opportunity on the podcast to, to dig a little bit deeper. You guys know I don't normally have guests, but I, I definitely want to start having more guests on the podcast. Oh, I need to fix this. There we go. Yeah. Um, so before we jump into into this conversation, because it's going to be more of a conversation than anything else, I right. want you guys to continue to screenshot uh, the podcast, sharing with, sharing it with me on social media. It is gold when you guys do that. And also, if you're listening on iTunes, please leave the review. I'm going to um, continue to read the reviews. I'm not going to do it today, but I want you guys to to leave the reviews on iTunes. I'm not asking you guys for any money. I don't have any ads up here yet. That's the least you could do. Just share the podcast with some friends and leave a review on iTunes. It would be greatly appreciated. Okay, so there's, there's no real plan for this conversation. I'll set it up. You want me to set it up? I yeah, go ahead. It do, your, do your thing. Long career in radio here. I'll set it up. So this is what we're going to do today. What we want to do is um, I'm going to interview you. Okay. I'm going to ask you a few questions just to kind of get the conversation going. I think we want to delve a little deep here. We're going to focus on all different kinds of topics. Okay. Because being well and ultimately getting money is all about having mental fitness Mm -hmm. and being in the right space spiritually as well. Yep. So if you're good with that. Yeah, let's roll. All right. Let's get it. So listen, I always joke with you about you being super woke, Mm -hmm. right? On all levels. Yeah. But- Particularly as a black man, you're very conscious, right? So mm-hmm. we we were just talking about um, we were just talking about the NFL mm-hmm. and how it's totally turned you off, and you are just done with the NFL on the heels of the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, right? Mm-hmm. In addition to that, we've had several conversations in the past about conscious rappers and you know them delving a little bit deep in their lyricism and so you are obviously this very woke black man very in touch and very, I, hate la- a very, I hate labels but i get what you're saying yeah very proud black man yes very okay uh, all am. right so how do you reconcile that um i know what's coming 
And before I ask this question, I would like to preface this for the listeners and for you because I don't believe that I've ever she's coming in hot. Told you this. I'm going all the way in. She's coming in. This is my style. Let's do it. Let's do it. I don't even believe I've ever talked to you about this, but my mother is white. Mm -hmm. I am biracial. My father is black. So, the love of my life, my mother is a white woman. So Mm -hmm. I want to preface it that way. Okay. But then I'm going to continue and say, how do you reconcile that you have chosen to spend the rest of your life with a white woman? Who said that I chose? Well, you... I didn't choose. I didn't choose her. I see where you're going with this. No, that's the truth. And that doesn't have to be reconciled. I'm going to answer your question, but I do want to preface by saying that. Okay. I didn't choose her. Okay. God put us together for a very, very specific and big, gigantic purpose. And I, I never had a preference in, one, in women. I always went for, like, I always looked at a person's soul first, period. I didn't care yeah. who they were. That matters. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've dated black women, Spanish women white women, Asian women, I've dated them all. But the key there is dated. And also, listen to how I prefaced the question. I said, reconciled. So while God brought you and Cammie together, and let me also say that I love her, mm-hmm. love me some Cammie, right? And could understand why you or anyone else would fall in love with her, mm-hmm. right? Her, sp- her soul glows, yes, right? Yes. But I see I and agree with you that God has made this match put you together right Mm -hmm. but i asked how do you reconcile it in your mind because you know you're this it's never it's never it never comes up as a conflict in my mind man it it really doesn't and yes i love black people i love my people but i put the human race over any race period that's that's how i that's how i roll so it never came up as a conflict in my in my head at all so there was no need for me to reconcile it it was never a thing. And you feel connected, understood, and fed on all levels by your by your your spouse. I wouldn't have felt connected and and understood on all levels if I married a white a black woman either. So, to answer that question, no, absolutely not. But I don't think I can I can expect to be connected and fed and understood on every single level with any human being. Well, no, not on every single level, but I think, let me, you know, let me, let me rephrase. I mean, as it relates to, um, are you ever walking around in, in, in the streets on your way into work or out Mm. of work, or maybe just walking the dog? And have you ever felt like, um, a couple or, or someone walking towards you, maybe crosses the street or looks at you funny and you can't figure out why that is. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking maybe it's because I'm this like really super built black guy at night. And this person might be, you know, intimidated by that. And then you can choose to maybe come home and share that with Cammy and think that there might be a disconnect in the understanding there. Mm-hmm. Has that ever happened? And this may sound, um, All right, so I'm, I project my reality and what I want to experience in the world, right? Because, all right, let's say I'm walking down the street and a white woman crosses the street and grabs her purse. I have, I have the choice to assume it's because she 
was afraid of the big black guy walking towards her. Or I could just choose not to attach any judgment or thought to her activity. So I honestly, and over the last two years, I can honestly say I haven't had any of those type of thoughts or feelings at all. Not once. Period. And I think that's a choice. That's, that's a different way to that that's a different way to think about it. Yeah, because I, I'm not gonna give someone else's action power over me emotionally because i don't know if they say oh i'm crossing the street right now because i see a big black person <laughs> sure then yeah. okay i'm i'm gonna feel away right 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 right. right. and i'm gonna go home and have a call, talk with my wife about yeah, that well like, then, then obviously it's so explicit exactly. that she, yeah, yeah. she's gonna be like what so the i can't assume <laughs> right you know and i and i choose and i choose that okay all right yeah thank you for that you're welcome all right I you love, ready for, I the, you ready for love, the next one? Yeah, I love the heat. I love the challenge of these questions. It's, it's, everybody has to have them sometimes. Yes. All right, so here's the next one. Mother's Day just passed. Mm -hmm. You've spoken fairly openly mm -hmm. and shared with your listeners that you have a difficult and now non-existent relationship with your mother. Yeah. But you've also shared with me that... Um, there, growing up, there was some abuse in the home. Mm -hmm. And usually, usually, if... You know, there's an abusive relationship between, you know, the father and the mother or whatever. It usually ends up that the the mother and the child or children are, you know, drawn closer mm -hmm. to the mom in, in a protective fashion. Yeah. And, you know, it ends up being that that, that relationship is, is preserved somewhat mm -hmm. at least, right? Yeah. But that's not true in your life at all. And so... What are the things that have led to that for you? I mean, that walk us through that whole... That led to the, the disconnect between my mom and I? Yeah, so walk me through the history and then okay. parlay that, if you can, into how you see it projecting on your life in the present. Okay, so my mom... I grew up in a, relation, in a household with my stepmom... I mean, my stepdad and my mom. Um, and my stepdad was very abusive. He... I watched him rape her. I watched him beat her on a weekly basis. Um, he would leave Thursday and come home Sunday every week, every weekend. And Sunday is when that activity took place. Um, my mom was very depressed. She was, you know, when she was happy, it, it would seem like the sun was shining brighter, you know, and, and no matter how beautiful the weather was when she was depressed the inside of my house was dark and that's exactly how I perceived it as a kid it was just I when she was depressed I was depressed and um she had she has this I don't I can't explain her attachment to, to him I don't know if it was I mean initially I think I know it was financial you know because my mom she didn't have a college education she was a cashier at a at the, at the local bargain store right right um my mom she she hustled she had her hustles here and there but it was always hard times you know and yeah. my, my stepfather was a street dude and he 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 brought home the bacon and um so I think part of it was that, you know, he used to take care of her financially. You know, he would always spoil her with diamonds and bought her cars and all that stuff. But, you know, the relationship wasn't nurturing. And I grew up watching this. And for a long time, I used to think I, was, I wasn't I was affected by it. Um, 
but over the last, you know, five, six years, that's when I really realized uh, how, how much I was affected by it. But to answer your question, um, as I got older, because I was never the kid that, you know, when he was beating her up, I was stepping, hey, why are you hitting my mommy? Like, nah, that was never me. I was kind of just mind my business because my mom would make it clear, like, mind your business. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what happens between me and my husband is our business. And um, I kind of just accepted it. Like, I never was mad at him either because my dad, my stepdad was who he was from day one. And who am I to not accept him if she does? He's not my husband, you know, and I was a kid. So it was just normal for me. I kind of just. That's actually kind of an elevated thought. I mean, it's a it's a very mature thought for a child to have. Yeah, that's and that's what I thought. So and initially, you know, initially when I first I, I moved back to America with my mom when I was seven. I spent kindergarten, first grade, pre-K in Germany with my dad. So I spent my first, you know, those bonding years, I was with my father. And uh, when I moved back to the U.S., I didn't speak English. And he was, my stepdad was in my life. And that it was the culture that I kind of just moved into you know, so I, that was a part of the American culture in my head, you know. Okay. Like, okay, this is just normal. This is what happens here. I mean, it was a whole new world for me. Okay. You know, that this is this is my seven-year-old thoughts, right? Okay. Six or seven, however, um, whatever my age was. And um, my mom, she always, I always felt like, and I'm not saying this is the truth, but it always felt like she was always choosing him over us. And I carried a lot of resentment as a child. You know, I had a lot of anxiety as an adult when it came to relationships. I, de- I developed all types of codependency issues. I had severe mommy issues, you know, like I was just, I think I was like a, on a low, like a womanizer, but on a low. It wasn't the, the way you typically seen it. Like I wasn't abusive. I wasn't, um, I, I can't even describe why I feel like I was, but I just know in my head the way that I treated and the way I looked at women wasn't the way that I should. Let me say that. Um, but the situation with my mom kind of came to a head when when my sister, she, uh, she told us that my stepdad had molested her. And I sided with my sister about this. And at what age was this? This was that she shared the news. So my so my my stepdad was in jail at the time. He went to jail when I, my first year of college. So this was like 02. Okay. 02 03 around there. And so at this time she was how old? My sister? Yeah. Um she is 2 years younger than me. In 02 I was so she was like 20. Like 20 21 something like that. Okay. Around there. Okay. 19, 20, 21. I, I don't know exactly. But, yeah, that's when it came out. We're, we, we're adults at this point. Okay. And um, I sided with my sister, and I, 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 I lied, right? I lied to my mom because I knew she was going to try to take, she was going to try to take, a, you know, a, the easy way out, saying, oh, you know, how do I know that you're telling the truth? So I, I said that I seen it. Right. I didn't see it, but I was trying to support my sister. Right. One. And because I believed her. 
you know, I believed right. her. All the, the, the signs were there, you know, the, and um, I was trying to not give my mom a, an escape route. It was, in, in hindsight, it wasn't the right thing to do, but I felt like I was, I was doing it to help my sister. Anyway, um, the relationship never, after she continued, she stayed with him. And at the time, he was in jail. When he came back from jail, she got back with him. And um, the, I felt uncomfortable having my kids around her. And that's really what drove the wedge in between me and my mom to this day is the fact that I don't, I'm not super, I'm not comfortable having my kids around her. It's been several occasions, you know, over the last few years that we've been over there. There's been fights in the house, her and my stepdad fighting, my, my mom and somebody else fighting. It was, it's just always drama. It's always, it's just not the environment that I want my kids in. And that's, that's why because we've we've tried for years, you know, for for years. But my mom has a lot of, she has a lot of, uh, she she went through a lot as a child, mm-hmm. like, like heavy stuff, like heavy heavy stuff. And I didn't know about a lot of this stuff until recently. I had a conversation with my aunt, and that helped me understand. It helped me forgive her for some of this stuff because it made me understand. It made me understand. Like I'm now a 35 year old man and I understand life. So I'm at, I'm at peace with it. Um, but she was, she's not, she's not at peace with it. She still has a lot of things that she's fighting with and I want to help her. That's that. Like, I want to save her and I can't do that. Like I, she has to, she has to want to yeah, be saved. Yeah. Like I want to tell her mom, like you don't got to depend on this dude. I will take care of you for the rest of your life right now. You can come. I will get you a crib right now. And I can't, I can't do that. She doesn't, that's not what she wants. My mom is very independent. My mom probably got some J's on right now, walking through on 47th Street. <laughs> like, my mom's super with it. Um, but I think the wedge that keeps us apart is, is the situation with my kids right now. And she doesn't understand why you would be hesitant to, to bring the kids into that environment. Nah, because she don't see it. It's, it's not... Mm-hmm. My mom would will read someone else's situation top and top to bottom. And she can't see her own. She doesn't see her own. Yeah. And you know, I I think that's just a byproduct of her condition. You know, she has uh, not anything diagnosed, but from what I know, I mean, I'm a psychology major. I've done a lot of studying on my own mental health stuff and mm-hmm. just in general. And I see all the the signs of certain conditions. So. I just pray for a lot I've recently because it, it, it used to torment me every Mother's Day. Like this is the first Mother's Day that I wasn't like sick, you know, every Mother's Day, every Christmas before this one. What do you think made this Mother's Day different? I think I'm at I'm just in a great space personally where I've learned how to cultivate my own peace, my own happiness, and I'm not depending on any one anything I'm 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 at the highest level of peace that I've ever experienced and I've I've forgiven her right and I've done something for closure so I've written I wrote my mom a letter a few months back kind of just explaining how I felt yeah I sent it to her I sent it to her and with the letter I kind of just 
released everything and put it all in God's hands. You know, and I, and I, I verbalized, well, not verbalized, but I expressed to her what my plan was with everything and and um, how whenever she was ready to just reach out to me. And I'm at peace with whether she does or she doesn't. She she didn't respond. She hasn't, no. And I'm going to give her time. It's still new. Uh, it's still a few months. And once, and this was my plan, right? Because for for years, I tried to be, I hate this term, but the bigger person in the situation, right? I don't, right. I, I don't feel that I'm bigger or better, but I'm, I'm responsible for carrying a lot of the load because of my awareness, because I know what's going on. I see things clearly. Like I'm the right, one right. that sees things a little bit more clearly. Not saying that my perspective is 100% right, but I think I see things better. Um, and I, every time I used, to, I used to try to reach in, I would get bit, you know. Okay. And the state that I was in at those times it used to it used to mess me up bad anytime i reached in and i got bit like right now i could reach in and if she bite me it won't bother me you know and 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 there's a lot of situations in my family like that where i said okay i'm going to focus on me i'm going to focus on healing me increasing my peace increasing my you know level of happiness and joy to where i have and I hate to use this term, but I have this armor that I can use to protect me from from her or from anyone who out of self-defense, right, or or out of just like a reaction, they 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 try to hurt me. And I know it's not personal. You know, I know it's like when you when you touch a wounded dog. Yeah. Like they're gonna bite you because you. That's what they're yeah, used to. They're yeah, used yeah. to people reaching out and biting them. Yeah, and right. and it's and it's a reaction to their pain. Hurt people. Hurt, hurt people. people. Right. Exactly. So, I'm now at the place where I'm trying to be like the patriarch of my family. I think it's a big part of my mission because my family has been so broken, and it wasn't until I've experienced holidays with my wife and her family mm -hmm. that I seen like, damn, this is how this family should. It's supposed to be like wow this is Nobody's amazing anybody yeah, out. like it's all love they're all going into debt trying to get each other gifts like, right. yeah. <laughs> like we'll pay this over yeah, the rest yeah, of the year is, that's so dope man like i i was really appreciative of that experience and i want that for my family and i think you know i've i don't want to say i've given up on the on the idea of my mom like i said i've let it go but with my sisters and my brothers, you know, with my brothers and my cousins, like, I know we can get that done. I know we can break the cycle, you know, because all of us, like my mom, honestly, was one of the ones who had it most together out of all my aunts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. Exactly. Okay. So, so all of my cousins, <laughs> you know, my cousins, you know, particularly the one that my cousin that just moved down here, which I'm so grateful for. He moved down to Virginia. Virginia Beach from from the Bronx last year, um, we I, I now can help change the narrative, change how things are. How, with, how old is he? He's he's thirty three. Okay. Yeah, he's thirty three. So him and my brother are in the same around the same age, and then it's my sister, then it's me, and then I have my half brothers who we have different moms, um, who 
I've been getting closer and closer with. I have a brother who is in rehab for for uh, drug addiction. He's in Utah, and he's doing a, amazing. Like I, I I've been speaking to him, I, like, and I for real for for a very long time, I haven't been in the space where I had anything to offer to anyone. You know, yeah. like not just on a financial level, but just period. So I kind of always kept to myself, and now that I've filled my cup so much, all I want to do is just pour into right. everyone around right. me. And my family's first, of course. So now, like, I'm building a relationship with my brother who's been struggling with the drugs. I'm, I'm building a relationship with with my stepbrother, right? My ex, my, my dad's ex-wife, you know. I'm, like, reaching out to everybody, trying to bring everybody. I, I recently started a, a group chat with all of my siblings. And we've never even been in the same room together you know all of us so it just feels good to be in this position now like i like i've been taking like my cousins and my sisters my brother his kids because they live in richmond my brother's kids live in richmond i I took them all out to dinner you know a few times and it just it feels good to have us all at the same table and and like i said to be changing you know breaking the cycle or attempting to now that you're in this space of pouring into everyone else's cup do you feel like like are you beginning to deal with any of the the like yo bro you know send me not honestly let me hold let me hold some you know let me send me send me a couple of bucks i mean yeah oh, i just sent you bucks last week send me more bucks like um and if you're not I, you- I have right but it's been honestly like you know i have had family members ask me for money but they give it right back really mm-hmm that's amazing. Yeah, that's, they're, they're that's giving amazing. it right back, and you know, that that hasn't been a, a thing yet, I, and I don't think that's it will amazing. be. That's amazing. Yeah, that's great. Like no one seems to be expecting anything. Everyone's super appreciative when I do for them, and they all try to do back for me. But I have this rule: like, no, I don't want nobody to give me anything, or because no one's really in the financial space to be like give me uh write me a letter or something like you know like shoot me a cool text message that's i don't want anybody spending money on me period but yeah i haven't had that thank you know which is cool I'm yeah that's really good yeah, that's sure. that's definitely not like the norm, norm nah, yeah i mean I, I ain't come all the way up yet you know, who, i mean but i'm sure i'm yet. sure based upon you know what you told me then mm-hmm. as far as success goes the success scale in your family mm-hmm. that they look at you like yeah, oh yeah. you know yeah Robert has made it, Mm -hmm. you know, he's way up there. Yeah. So, all right. So now that you're in this, you know, super evolved, super woke, very conscious, peaceful space, do you ever have moments where old you creeps back in? So this space that I'm in right now, I can honestly say it's only been a few months where I've had this like level of peace. Um, it and just I, happens to correspond with the time that I've known you, so I'm just gonna throw that out. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> nah, would, would you go ahead? Go ahead. Is it, and the timing, <laughs> that, but timing is it, it, no, no. Timing is something that I definitely uh, credit for a lot of things going right. Um, but I had one of, and it's so crazy, man. I I had one of the illest depressive states right after the holidays. Like right after Christmas. Okay. So like January around New Year's, that f- whole January and a lot of February, I was down, like dark. 
I haven't felt that in a long time. And it was the worst that I can remember, honestly, in a minute. And um, weirdly, I had this sense of peace right in the middle of it, right? I, it felt like I was turning the corner, right? It was, it felt like, it felt purely like growing pains. Like I'm experiencing some sort of metamorphosis on a personal level. And though it felt real dark and my my, my thoughts were crazy, right? My mm -hmm. lower self, right? We, we have a higher and our lower selves. Sure. Yeah. I was wrestling with my lower self, but I think getting through that stage i think i've pinned him down have you unpacked what you think might be the the catalyst of of what that i mean certain, that period of time yeah certain things certain things trigger have triggered it in the past and i think it was me not facing certain certain things um there were there were things that used to disturb my peace that I would that I would try to run away from and it wasn't until that period of time that I like I started facing everything head-on and as I faced it head-on I was able to instead of running from it I was able to develop the utilities in order to mentally compute it in a way where I'm able to control my state again and not allow certain thoughts or certain situations or certain um, people to to disrupt my peace. Um, so I think I had to, I had to go through that time and it was so symbolic. There were so many things that lined like, like the end of my journal finished, right? The journal I've been writing in for three years closed at that point. There was a, there was a lot of kind of like ends that were just cut off very cleanly during that time and then I kind of walked into this flow state like I'm in I'm in a flow that I'm going to be in forever forever yeah. that's that's crazy yeah okay. it feels good so you got the old bricks pinned down and you don't there's no there's no creep he pops up though don't get it twisted I I think I just I'm able to because I'm not every day I'm not walking on a cloud you know even now, like I still have days, but it's nowhere near what it, what it used to feel like. Now it's like, okay, I think I changed the way that I describe it. So, so before it was, oh, I'm having a depressive day or I'm, I'm having negative thoughts. And now it's like, I know the value of, of these moments because it allows me to gain clarity if that makes sense. So let me let me try to explain that better. So in order to feel good, right, to, mm -hmm. to in order to appreciate feeling good, you have to know what feeling bad feels like. So on the days where I don't feel optimal, these are the days where I'm just experiencing contrast. It's contrast to what I want to experience. Mm -hmm. So now I look at those days as opportunities to clarify what I want in life. Like what? So something that I'm experiencing right now is something that I want to get rid of from my from my life experience right so i and and just being able to reframe that ha, has helped me deal with them now because they don't they just don't feel as bad they don't they feel super temporary they feel super purposeful like the, these these days where it's just i'm not feeling it and just reframing it like changing my perspective on it 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 allowed me to have peace even on those days, but old bricks, man, he still pops up. But I know I know what triggers him. Certain things trigger old bricks, and whenever I have an inkling of that feeling, I 
automatically switch my attention, switch my thoughts. I do something else. And uh, that's one of the ways that I've I've learned to kind of keep him at bay, old bricks. But he's still there. And the triggers, because you open the door now, mm-hmm. what are the types of things that trigger old old bricks to pop up? Um, all right, so old bricks was crazy about women. Okay. All right, so... Um, so a pretty lady walking by you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. An attractive woman will trigger old bricks, and I just, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give myself four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Got real slow too. Yeah. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. I give myself a, a few seconds, and then I just immediately turn my. Yo, this is this is crazy. I did a video about this. Um. Don't look at her ass, right? So that was the name of the video, right? Don't look <laughs> at her ass. I gotta find ass. that. I Listen, haven't seen that yet. But, I gotta but, find but that. But here's what it is. I think discipline is a muscle, right? Right, yeah. yeah. It's a muscle. And discipline can be, that muscle can be exercised in any part of your day. I think the discipline, it's the same discipline you use to get to the gym when you don't feel like it is the same discipline you use to not, you know, pursue this woman who's giving you the eyeball it's right. the same stuff the discipline is discipline is discipline absolutely yeah. so i look at so i'm an ass watcher I, yeah <laughs> I, yeah you wear that badge yes, right? i do i love All a right. nice round ass <laughs> yes. right I'm just you, keeping a hundred tried to you tried to just omit the word fat didn't you yeah i mean <laughs> you were just a yeah I like okay, I love a fat ass. All right, all right, sure. I do. All right, sir, makes a lot. So so yeah, I like big butts. I can't lie. So so now, all right. If I see a joint walking towards me, and I could tell from the front, <laughs> the real ones know what I mean. <laughs> okay. I can tell from the front what she got going on backstage. Back backstage, right? So when she walked past me. I immediately turn on the discipline, the same discipline that I, I use this as an opportunity to exercise my discipline muscle, not to not turn to around. Back. Yeah. <laughs> and I've, I've gotten better at sure. that. Better, you know, as the, as the years have gone past. You're like I got, straight ahead. And now I'm focused, man, because that ain't nothing but trouble. It's nothing but trouble. And I'm glad right, that right. that, right. that, that, um, that is one of the triggers for old bricks because it's more motivation for me to stay focused because I couldn't imagine, I could not imagine being single right now. Like me right now. Honestly, yeah. I just couldn't imagine it. I could not. I'd be a mess. I'd be a mess out here embarrassing I, I, my kids oh my straight God. up. Like, yeah, a different chick every yeah, <laughs> every other a, day. I'd be a mess, and I had to go through a stage before God granted me my angel, my wife. Yes, absolutely. I had to go through a stage where I fought against the urge, like I had to go through this period where I was just by myself. I couldn't, like, I had to set the intention to not have a woman in my bed and not call anybody just because I just wanted. It was hard, and during that time. I was tested so hard. Like, uh, everybody and their mama wanted me at that point, right? I can't imagine old bricks, old body mm-hmm. bricks, right? Talking to new body bricks. Like, are you kidding me, bro? Yeah, like, you, you look me. like yeah. this. And yeah, you're not what are you doing, boy? Do you see this? Me. Do you see your DMs, my dude? Like, nah. <laughs> but, not, but I'm proud of that. I'm very proud of that. Because a big part of my confidence 
as a leader comes from my integrity, comes from the fact that I can hang my, my, my hat on anything I say. It's, I have zero secrets, zero. There's nothing that I'm not comfortable sharing with the world, as long as it doesn't include someone else. But on a personal level, there's nothing that, that I'm not comfortable talking about with the world. And it feels good to, to not have those that level of exposure. Yes, bro. Yeah, yeah. Because nobody can't touch me. No one can do nothing to me. There's nothing that can pop up ever. And it feels good. I have peace. That helps me have peace. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's the end of my, my deep dive questions. That's really? all I had the oh, chance to write down. No doubt. Was that was that disappointing? Nah, I, I mean, didn't we didn't nah, go deep we didn't go deep enough? Nah, we went deep. <laughs> That's yeah, what we I thought. That's went what deep. I thought. How long have this been? Hold on. Let me look. Time. Thirty six minutes. Okay. That, yeah, this may be a it may be a, if we went too too much longer, it'd probably be too much for people to digest. Yes. So squad, I hope you guys appreciated that deep dive. I didn't whew, that was perfect though. I love talking about that. No, I'm trying to yeah. plug this in. I love talking about that sort of thing because I'm in, I'm in love with the idea of my audience really knowing me on a personal level. You know, well, I'm, I'm happy that I can help us get there. Yes, you did. We should definitely do this again. Absolutely. Squad, um, make sure you guys follow Amanda on Instagram. Tell them what your Instagram is. Oh, my God. No. I don't even know what my Instagram Come is. On, it's, I, think it, I don't know where the underscore is. I think it's... um. It'll be in the show notes. I'll put yes. it I'll put it in the show notes. Absolutely. And um again, please leave the reviews on iTunes. They are gold. And we are going to start having um sponsors for these episodes. I'm just giving you guys a heads up. That's what my job is. Yes. So. That's the, exactly, exactly. <laughs> They're gonna be on here. Straight up. All right, y'all, until next week. Peace.